This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back, all of my beautiful freaking people, to another episode of FML Talk. It has been a minute since we have given you some tea. And today's episode, y'all, is not going to disappoint. We did not bring you a teacup. We brought you the whole fucking pot. Casey Campbell from Temptation Island is here. And you guys, our stories intersect in way more fucking ways than one. So sit back, grab the bottle of tequila, Welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. So before we dive into today's episode, I would like to take you back to episode number four of this podcast adventure. And you might remember that we had our scheduled guest for that episode, and her name was Morgan Lawler. And she was also on Temptation Island. And at the very last minute, she called me in a fucking panic and was like, Gabrielle, please don't air this episode because she was afraid of her ex, who in this episode we will refer to as Ethan, and my infamous ex-husband, Daniel. And she was so freaked out that they were going to hear this episode and come after her after she had already been threatened that I pulled the episode and instead we ended up airing Kaylin Ward's episode, which was even more fucking insane. Um, So for some reason, y'all haven't listened to episode three and four, uh, go back, hit pause and uh, listen to those before you continue. And to give you a little taste of that episode that we did not air, I'm going to play a little snippet for you right now. We're smoking, and I, like, don't normally smoke, and so it makes me paranoid. Right. Thank God it did, though. Right. So then um, he left his phone in the bathroom, and I went through it. He kept the same password like a dumbass. Mm -hmm. So I went through it and read his text messages, and for some reason I knew to go to... Daniel's text messages. Yeah. And so I'm looking through those and the text says like, dude, I finally did it because Daniel's in Miami mm-hmm. um, with like his girls. I don't know. Like, Cause he's always got like several now, which is so weird to me. Right. But um, he's like, I finally did it. And he's like, no way you fucked someone. And he's like, yeah, I had to borrow your dick pills, but I, I did it. <laughs> and then he goes on saying that the girl's ugly in the face, but has a good body, which that's the only reason that I ended up confirming everything is because I, I sent, I took pictures of everything. Right. And sent that text to the girl. Oh, and that she lied to me at first. And then she saw that he said she was ugly. Oh my God. And then she told me everything. Right. Every single thing. So, <laughs> um, when the episode that we replaced it with did air, 
I prefaced it with the story of Morgan calling me and freaking out and deciding to pull that episode. And we did play a little one-line snippet of it before we went into the interview with Kaylin. That night, literally the night the episode dropped, I got a text from Morgan freaking out saying, what the fuck? Daniel just FaceTimed me. I'm getting texts saying, oh my God, you're on Gabrielle's podcast. We're listening to you right now. So her ex, Ethan, and my ex, Daniel, were sitting together listening to an episode of FML Talk. (sighs) Are we surprised? I mean, you know. Um, So she was in a full-on state of panic, and it became very clear that these individuals were full-on bullying people and using scare tactics into not speaking up and speaking their truth and using their voice. Um, And, I mean, y'all know me. To that, I say, fuck you. (laughs) Um, You know, if you can dish it out and you can choose to treat people in the way that you have in the past, you best believe that chicks are going to fucking stand up and start talking about it. I mean, the amount of messages that I have gotten since this book has blown up um, about people with similar stories about specific individuals is wild. And of course, (laughs) inevitably, um, I ended up getting a DM from Casey. And Casey's story is very different from Morgan's, Um, so much so that she remembered me from before I wrote a book uh, when I was getting ready to get married. And she dropped some fucking bombs on me in this episode. After we finished recording this, we sat there for a solid 30 minutes and just like, laughed at the audacity of the situation and just how insane it was. So when Casey first DM'd me, she had started listening to the podcast and then read the book and, you know, like Morgan, was equally blown away at all of the weird similarities um, reading about these people that they both knew very well in real life. And Casey and I connected on a different level because she too was trapped in a narcissistic relationship for so long that she didn't even realize it was a narcissistic relationship. Um, And the amount of growth that she has done and the fact that she now uses her platform to help other women figure situations like that out. And it's just really beautiful to see someone else that has gone through it all and then risen from that in such a magnificent like women empowering way so i can't wait for you guys to meet her this episode is full of fucking tea full of inspiration and like good stuff and some shit that i was even unaware of uh in my own fucking marriage so without further ado here we go Casey Campbell, welcome to FML Talk. Hello, it is so nice to meet you finally. I know, it's so weird because like we've been, I guess, Instagram friends for a while um, when our paths (laughs) 
the universe brought us together, but it's so nice to finally meet you in person. I feel like I already know you, honestly. It's weird. I know. It's going to be like a girl talk uh, (laughs) type of episode. And your fucking story, girl. I mean, we'll we'll get into how it weirdly intersects with my life. (laughs) Um, But let's just start for people that, you know, aren't obsessed with reality TV like myself Mm -hmm. um, that haven't watched Temptation Island. Give us kind of like the rundown of your experience on that show. Just like Reader's Digest version, because yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so first <laughs> off, I don't know. Have you ever seen my season or any of oh, it? Yeah, So girl. you've seen it. Okay. And, so, and well, wait. And <laughs> yes, I saw your season. And the first episode that came up, I went, holy fucking shit, I know them. <laughs> because I hadn't met you, but I yeah. damn sure knew your boyfriend yeah. at the time. Okay. A hundred percent. So, um... We call him Ethan. Yes. So Ethan and I, we've been together on and off for 10 years before we broke up on Temptation Island. We were exclusive for five. Um, we had moved back from the big island of Hawaii to L.A. the year before T.I. And things were not good. Like, things were all up in the air, and we'll kind of get more into that later. But things weren't good. I was not really big on Instagram at all. I wasn't into social media. I randomly got a DM from, like, a casting agent. And I thought it was a scam, so I almost deleted it. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just let Ethan know about it because it's not really fair. It could be a good opportunity. Let him know. Right. So I told him about it, and he's like, let's just see, like, what happens. We'll just, like, do the phone calls. Long story short, we fly through the casting process because they probably saw Ethan and immediately knew, like, what a douche canoe he is. So um, we got on the show. Why a douche canoe? I'm dead. (laughs) That's like, I need to to adopt that term into my vocabulary. Literally, like looking back on it, because we like, we were the first couple cast, like Mm -hmm. weeks before everybody else. And now looking back, I'm just like, the producers were like, we landed a gold mine. Right. 100%. This is going to be a shit show. This is going to be a shit show. Because I was like loyal and I'm like, I just want him to prove to me like he's a good guy and like he's not a cheater and like that all my gut feelings are, like, incorrect. Right. And so we go on to the show, and I leave. We leave, like, on amazing terms. Like, the last time I saw him, he's like, we're going to do amazing. Like, I'm going to ask you to marry me. Like, left on great terms. Okay, (sighs) the other couples, not so much. Me and Ethan, we left, like, gave each other a big kiss. Everything's great. First bonfire, I don't know how you saw it. So first bonfire, we see clips, and immediately, the second I saw the clip, I was like, yep. He's cheating the whole time. Like, I knew it immediately. And for people that don't know Temptation Island, basically, they bring couple, monogamous yeah. couples, like, in community that have, relationships. That have issues, though. That right. definitely, like, they're not 100% sure if yeah. this is the person you're supposed to be with forever. Totally. So they bring couples onto the show, and mm-hmm. then they'll also cast singles. They're looking for love, quote, unquote. Right. And which then is a bunch of bullshit. They be, Right. <laughs> And then they basically separate the couples and mm-hmm. the girls stay in one house and the guys stay in another house. Yeah. And then it's pretty much like, do you stay faithful or do you cheat with yeah. one of these singles? And one thing that, I mean, I've made this clear, like anyone that's been following me for a long time, my whole like journey and story, Ethan and I had like a game plan. It was, we had rules that were specific and our biggest rule was that like, we're aware it's a reality TV show. No matter what we see, no matter what we hear, like we don't believe it and like we don't don't go all in with someone until we talk in person at the end of the show. Oh my God. So I stayed loyal like the whole time. And there was a guy on there that I had a connection with that Mm -hmm. I like looking back. I mean, everything happens for a reason, but like 
I would have done things differently if right. I didn't make that promise to Ethan. Yeah. Like 100%. But you left with your fucking integrity, which exactly. is way more than he can say. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people say. They're like, just how loyal you were and the fact like you stayed so strong like when he was doing all these things just shows a lot about you and your character. And if I would have gone like all in with that guy... It wouldn't have had, like, the same results, you no, know? No, absolutely. So, everything happens for a reason. So, you guys get on the show, and he starts... I, I don't even want to call it cheating, because that's not the right word. He jumped <laughs> into a full-on... Relationship. Relationship yeah, with someone immediately. on the show. Um, what was it like to... I mean, I remember watching the episodes where you would they would show you clips of what he was doing on his side of the island, and it was heartbreaking, because mm-hmm. you were such a you could just tell like you had a heart of gold and you genuinely went on to this experience to try and like get this man that you had committed 10 years of your life to yeah to really step up and be like okay this is you know the time like let's like really solidify this and to watch him you know completely go against all these things you had discussed and watch you kind of break a little by little Mm -hmm. and week by week was so heartbreaking what was it like to like Uh, witness that firsthand so the thing that was like when people watch the show they don't realize this but like i'd been trying to leave ethan for like at least a year Mm -hmm. and every time i would try to break up with him he would have a full-blown like mental breakdown would threaten things and Mm. was like i'm gonna go to therapy i'm gonna do things right and i'm gonna do everything to prove to you like i'm the man that deserves you like so going into it i was like this is his shot to like all to prove that all my gut feelings are like wrong about him and so then once i started seeing things it was just such a shock because like i wanted to leave right (laughs) like it's like you're not gonna let me break up with you but you're gonna embarrass me on national tv exactly it's like i it was just shocking it was like an out-of-body experience and it was like i literally don't know who this person is and that's so scary like living with someone and like having a life with someone and realizing like that they would do that to a national television it's wild like out-of-body experience and i was just in shock honestly because also when like i love someone like i'm all in so i was like all in like ride or die and he was just like fuck you I can't, I can't even imagine, dude. I mean, like, I obviously went through my divorce on a very much less um, public scale. So I can't imagine to be cheated on in such a public way and have everybody witness that when you're not even really, you, you, they keep you in the dark. Like, they show you guys clips of stuff. Yeah. But they don't really, you know, you don't really know what's going on. No, my mind was all over the place because. It was shocking, number one. Number two, I didn't know what to believe because, like, again, we're on a reality show. Yeah, they manipulate everything. They manipulate everything. I actually read my contract, so they can make anything look like anything. Right. So, meanwhile, I'm like, okay, is he he cheating? Is he not? Like, am I being manipulated? There's this other single guy, like, I have a connection with. My mind was all over the place. I just... Like, every day, I was just like, Casey, just keep it together and don't have an actual psychotic breakdown on national television. Right, right. Like, every day. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. 
They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. I must say that you carried yourself so well with like what was going on. I mean, you had so much grace. And even at the last, so at the last bonfire, they they bring, (laughs) they bring the couples back together finally. And then you can choose, you know, do you want to leave the island together and try and work on your relationship? Do you want to leave the island separately or do you want to leave the island with someone else? Yeah. Ethan was the only person that chose to leave the island with someone else. Yeah. Everybody else was like, I'm leaving alone or we're leaving yeah. together or whatever. Yeah. What was that like? Hearing so that? again, back to like before we started filming, me and him, like we had a game plan. We had rules. One of the things was like, if him or me, it wasn't just about him. If him or I have a real connection with someone and like fall for someone, like we've been together for so long and like are part of each other's families that like, we're going to respect each other and go home and break up, like, off camera. Yeah. So I, like, at my overnight date, I was thinking I was going to break up with him. Like, but then I was like, you know what? I need to, like, keep my promise because I owe that to him. I owe that to his family. Right. For anyone that knows, like, Ethan's family has already been through a lot in the public eye. So I was, like, thinking of his brothers. I'm like, I can't embarrass him like that on TV. So I kept my freaking promise. Yep. And then this dude freaking told me that. So I, like broke down because I was just again just blown away in an absolute shock like and I've only watched it once that clip but I have full-blown PTSD from it I'll never watch it again I mean I can't yeah I can imagine that dude it's 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 nuts especially because I'm like such a calm like confident composed person and like I really lost my shit in front of the world (laughs) and it was like but I rightfully think, so. No, that's I mean, what all my friends say too. Because yeah. I was mortified. Because that's not like me. Like my normal self. I'm not. I'm not an emotional person. Like that's like the most emotion on Ti that I've like ever shown in shown ever. in my life. <laughs> like in my life. You're like, and of course, it had to happen yeah. for the world to see. Yeah. Oh God, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So you guys leave the island mm-hmm. separate. Oh God. <laughs> and he leaves with the the girl that uh-huh. he falls for. Yep. Who, for everyone that's listening, um, we we do know. Yes, we um, do. <laughs> so if you take it back to the earlier episodes when I had Kaylin Ward on, she was in place of Morgan's episode. Mm-hmm. So Morgan was the, the girl that ended up leaving Temptation Island with Ethan. Yes. And then was so terrified of what might yeah. happen if we aired her episode asked me to pull it and we did and Mm -hmm. we aired a snippet of it you can go back to episode four to listen to all that drama Mm -hmm. but you ended up linking up with her Mm -hmm. once was it once things fell apart with her and (sighs) Ethan so 
long Reader's Digest version because it's been like years of craziness. But basically, um, when I left the island, like after I had that breakdown, I got in the Escalade. Me and Ethan, like I was literally never going to speak to this dude ever again, like ever. So I didn't text him. I didn't call him nothing. I just went to my hotel room and just that was it for me. And then my birthday was like three days after, um, three days after we filmed. And he's oh my god, happy birthday! I know, right? <laughs> he's blowing up my phone, okay, nonstop. So try begging to see me, begging to come over. And meanwhile, he's with her the whole time, right? Long story short, his family got involved. They're like, "You guys live together. You have pets together. You have to see him." He came over. He basically said he's like doubting what he did. He doesn't know what he did. He feels like he's manipulated. Da 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 da. So then he tells me that he's gonna go to Virginia and break up with her in person, and then he's gonna come back to LA, and we're gonna like go to therapy and like live separately. Da 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 da. Stop. Swear to God, the last thing, the last time I saw him, this like still makes me like cringe to this day. Oh, he like goes. He's leaving to go to the airport, and. He he gives me like a hug and kisses me on top of the head and he's like we always find our way back to each other like don't worry oh my god puke (laughs) puke like disgusting (laughs) it's just so fucking manipulative it's unbelievable and that's like that's like a tiny little dose yeah i bet the psychoness okay so then he what goes to virginia so he goes to virginia and then he's texting me the whole time he's there basically just like he's I don't know. I'm not, I was still like very much manipulated, and now yeah. looking back, I'm like so embarrassed. But he's texting me nonstop, telling me he's gonna come back. Da da da. One day, he I get a text, and he breaks up with me again in a text message. So at that point, I was like, I can't even explain it. It was literally like the light switch was on, yeah. and then it was immediately like off like done i just literally responded i was like okay period right this dude harassed me for months from like october the middle of october up to new year's eve and new year's eve he sent me this like crazy novel and i responded to it the next day and i still have the text (laughs) like (laughs) i like ripped this dude a new a hole like i will never hear from him again there's no way like people have seen it they're just like holy shit you ruined this guy's life that text will haunt him forever good (laughs) dude sometimes that's what they need no it felt so good i've never heard from him again so after that i stopped hearing from him um he wasn't blocked yet and him and morgan all through filming not filming all through the show airing they were basically cyberbullying me and harassing me they would do lives for like hours Oh my god, Morgan too? Oh yeah. Oh wow. No, it was bad. Like it was to the point where um my dad is an attorney and we were going to like pursue like character defamation. Wow. <laughs> they were spreading lies, saying I was suicidal, like all sorts of crazy stuff. So it was really bad. So then a whole year goes by and he does all the same stuff to her, like living off of her all sorts of stuff leaves her tries to steal her engagement ring in the middle of the night leaves her yeah like crazy stuff like she has youtube videos on it we can't eat it's like a whole other thing yeah she has the audacity to reach out to me okay (laughs) like first off she didn't even reach out to me she reached out to like my mutual friends because it's like a small circle right and they were like is it okay if we give you um give her your number and at first i was like no like no way like she did this to herself like she could have listened to me like at the beginning when i was rooting for her and like trying to help her out but no she did this to herself and then i thought about it and just like my character and who i am as a person like i just felt like it was the right thing to do to just like be there for her because not a lot of people know what it's like being with someone and again i'm not a doctor no diagnosing here but like with my experience 
not a lot of people know what it's like being with a narcissist yeah. or someone with issues like that. So yeah. I wanted to be there for her. She reached out to me. I wouldn't let her call me. So she texted me and she just like poured her heart out and just like had a million questions. And I was really there for her for like um, a few months. And then I started noticing some red flags. <laughs> so I started noticing LA, small town. She's like hanging out with him. I heard they're hooking up. And again, I don't care, like totally over him. Do, do you girl? But it was like the lying that yeah. was like adding up. And right. I'm just like, I can't deal with the lying. So I told her and I haven't talked to her since I want to say like almost a year now. That's really big of you to just at all, you know, speak to the person and support and be there for yeah. someone who literally was the woman that the worst. your boyfriend left you on national television for. Yeah. And like that, I don't even care about. Like, it's weird. I was, I'm upset with Ethan over that. The thing that was like, I feel big of me with her is like, she didn't even know me. She didn't even know the, like the full story, but she, she heard my podcast. She knew right lots of it and she continued to bully and harass me on the internet for like a year like relentlessly wow. so that was where it was like me and my family and my friends like my family and friends were pissed at me when I was talking to her and being kind to her they're like what is wrong with you yeah but and me, it was it's clear you know for me when I sat down to do that episode with her and she was like you know all the things that she was saying about mm -hmm. Ethan and how terrible he was to her and like these shocking things that mm -hmm. are so inexcusable yeah um it's wild to see that someone can go through the same thing mm -hmm. and then not, you know, decide to make different decisions with that person. Yeah, that's the thing that blows my mind the most because it's like, I feel like with me and Ethan, I was so blindsided because I really had to be a detective. Like, I had to learn it on my own and get blindsided on national television. Like, I didn't have hardcore solid proof and, yeah. like, witnesses that have, like, come forward. A an ex-girlfriend that he was with for a decade had, like, a life together telling you, like, this person has serious problems. Like, it will never go anywhere. Yeah. And she was just like, nah, I'm just going to still mess around with him super, like, publicly. Right. <laughs> like. And what were some of the things that she when she was pouring her heart out to you were there things that she said that you were like yeah I recognize all of these things and he oh. did all of these things oh yeah no I think the thing that shocked her the most well two things that shocked her the most is absolutely nothing that she was telling me was surprising me right and she thought you could tell like she thought it was going to surprise me mm -hmm. and I was like girl like been there done that yeah i told you i've right. been saying it for years i've been nothing but honest yeah um so that was number one and then i think the other thing that she was really shocked about which it's like he's a pathological liar like why would you believe anything he says she was really shocked like how real our life was together mm. like that was one thing like i mean like vacations holidays with my family like we had pets together like yeah. we had a full-blown like life and yeah. that she was like really shocked about like before we started filming we had a going away party with all of his friends from usc who i'm still friends with to this day and he was telling all of them he was gonna propose to me on the show oh my god i can't yeah so, like, stuff like that, like, she was really, I think, shocked by. Do you think that's because he was downplaying your relationship to oh, her? Oh, he was basically saying that I was, like, suicidal. He was trying to leave me for years. I was just sticking around. He was trying to, yeah, just... All the while, he was convincing you to stay when you were exactly. trying to leave. I mean, 
look, I'm not a doctor either, but if that's not a fucking narcissist, like, I don't, no, I don't know what it is. No, it, trust me. I've done a lot of just research, talked to a lot of therapists. Yeah. It's some crazy shit. Okay, so <laughs> let's, let's pivot. <laughs> um, because, like I said earlier, when I turned on the first episode of Temptation Island, oh, I God. was sitting down to just, like, you know, have a glass of wine and get into my guilty pleasures right. of reality TV. And on comes Ethan. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. That dude was at my wedding. Oh, Lord. Um, I had seen pictures of you on uh-huh. his Instagram. Uh-huh. I had known Ethan because he had become friends with Daniel. Mm-hmm. Probably... Um, I don't know, two or three, maybe four months before our wedding. Mm-hmm. They had met at the gym and they were like fucking, you know, workout buddies yeah. or whatever. Um, so I, my mouth dropped open when you guys came on Wild. the screen and was like, wait, I fucking know these Small people. Small world. Um, so I'm sure the way that I knew about you, mm-hmm. you probably knew about me I, to some capacity. I 100% knew a lot about you. <laughs> Great. Let's hear about all those things that I have no idea what's coming. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, like, nervous. Well, It's okay. Trust me. Anything you can say, nothing at this point you. can shock nor hurt me. It's, okay, like, good. we're so far past that. <laughs> okay, good. That's how I am about Ethan. Like, whenever people tell me another crazy thing he's, like, lied about, I'm just like, okay, like, whatever. Yeah, like, add it to the list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Okay, so, yeah, um... I, again, I was just like sticking around in our relationship, but I actually lived in his family home for like seven months with my best friend, Coley. And, um, and we were like, like not renting their home, but they lived in Hawaii and I was watching their dog that they weren't able to ship yet. So I was living in his family home with my best friend and Ethan and Daniel would come over all the time and we would hang out and just like vibe or whatever. And I remember specifically Daniel, um, would vent about your relationship Mm -hmm. and about the wedding planning. And it was to the point where like me, Ethan and Ethan's younger brother, we were all like, why are you getting married? Oh my God, wait, what would he tell me what he would say? (laughs) We were like, why are you getting married? Like, this doesn't sound like this is like a good idea. And da, 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 da. And basically what he was saying is that he was spending a fortune on you. I'm dead. <laughs> and your wedding. I'm dead. Like, literally, like, <sighs> that you kept going, and, like, you weren't happy with one wedding dress, so you went back and got a new wedding dress, and that was another $15,000, and yeah, dude, it was like... I wish you guys could see my mouth. It's just <laughs> on the floor. So let's just clear the air here <laughs> real quick. Um, My mother paid for our entire wedding. Okay, I pause really quick. I just, like, my own, like, because I'm an observer, right. and I, like... I observe and I listen. I felt back even then, I was like, this doesn't add up because I know who your mom is. Right. And I'm like, and he has like no money. Daniel has. So I'm like, it doesn't add up. Okay. (laughs) So so first of all, okay, let's just unpack all of this real quick. My mom, yes, is an actress, but like by no means is she rich like at all. And she's been a single parent her whole life. She worked her fucking ass off to pay for our wedding. Yeah. And she did. She paid for all of it by herself. His parents put in $7,000 that was to go for whatever, like, rehearsal, you know, part to the honeymoon, like, you know, whatever. And, like, I guess, thank you for that. Oh, we got to talk about the honeymoon, Oh, dude. Um, (laughs) Dude. Um, So, he didn't pay any of his own money for our wedding. Like, 
not a dime. So if he was venting about the stuff, about the finances that were going out, nonstop, that was booking, you know, the Four Seasons Westlake to go have sex with Laurel and, you know, (laughs) going and having a fucking affair and flying off to Miami. That was not for our wedding. Like, he was not spending shit for our wedding. My mom paid for my whole dress. It was literally... what. It was, it was nonstop. He was complaining about how much, like, it's a fortune. Unreal. Him. So I was just, like, thinking, I'm like, because at that time, I barely knew um, Daniel. And I was just like, you know what? Like, why would you, like, marry someone right. that's, like, doing that? Like, that doesn't sound right. And then, like, two days before, he was saying how he's, like, in panic mode and doesn't want to go through with it. <gasps> I'm yeah. dead. Yeah. Why didn't you do it, bro? Like, come on. It would have saved me so much fucking... Well, yeah. I mean, like, thank God you did, because look where we are. But, like, Jesus. Everything happens for a reason. Big time. And, like, you wouldn't have, like, your book and all that if yeah. it wasn't for that, you know? But for real i was so confused and then him ethan and ethan's younger brother go to the wedding and they basically said it was like the most gorgeous wedding ever but it was like a freaking gabrielle show and (laughs) yeah (laughs) no it was really crazy so i always like i'm the type of person until i meet someone and i'm able to make my own judgment like i'm not going to make a judgment on someone but from what i heard from ethan and daniel like it was hard for me to think that you were a good person. Oh my God, I'm blown away. Yeah. The Gabrielle show. Was that because oh, I, and then, and I, did a fl- I did a fucking flash dance that was for him that yeah. he was like overjoyed about? Or like, what? I, I, I can't even. You can't even like make sense of how their minds work right, because right. they're living in another galaxy. Right. Like they're not in this, they're not on planet Earth. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, also so weird that they were even at our wedding in the first place because they had been like gym buddies for fucking a couple months and it is he was weird. like adamant that they came to the wedding. I was like, okay, dude. And sure. this and this is the thing is like because I always thought it was weird too because Ethan would like choose Daniel over his like friends that like had been in his life for like years and years and yeah. like one of his friends specifically actually has like a huge issue with Daniel mm. and Ethan would just like choose Daniel and just like Daniel can do no wrong and I didn't get it but now that I know everything that I know and how similar they are right they're like a perfect partner in crime yeah like literally like they like lie for each other they cover for each other it's yeah. like Mor- Morgan said a lot about they that too. finally found someone else that like knows their bullshit and is okay with it and will cover for their bullshit right right you know so it was like match made in heaven oh my god i'm blown away like why would you just not get married dude i know save everybody the headache okay and then you said let's talk about the honeymoon oh god so yeah he said he spent like i don't know like 50 grand on your honeymoon oh my god okay Okay, mind you okay i don't know if it was exactly 50 grand i don't want to put words in his mouth but he he said it was an ash it was an astronomical amount of money okay so first of all (laughs) we stayed at the four seasons or not sorry not the four seasons saint regis in bora bora yep an incredible hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom had met someone at an event, and she was a fan of hers. And she had mentioned that we were wanting to go to Bora Bora for our honeymoon. And yeah. the woman was like, oh, my God, I'm a rep there. Let me get you guys a deal. Tell your daughter to call me. And I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, okay, a deal at, yeah. you know, St. Regis. Like, we're still not going to be able to afford that. Yeah. I call her, and she's like, well, we have the overwater huts that, you know, you I know you want to stay in. They're normally, they start at 1500 a night. I can give you guys two nights for free, 500 a night after that. I was like, great, we'll be there for a week. Yeah. Thank you. You're like 100%. So, first of all, <gasps> oh, 
And okay, we the way we did our wedding registry was that we registered for experiences at the resort. Yeah. So like people were buying paying. like snorkeling and people yeah. were buying dinner at this place. He I mean, yeah, we both spent money in the honeymoon, but like did he spend an astronomical amount? He said it was no. all him. 100% no. He said like you were making him go broke. I cannot. I cannot. I mean, <laughs> I I'm cannot. so glad that like this that this is the story he convinced himself of. Um, like, good for you on on that for front real. because you really committed. But like, bro, I have the literal receipts no. of of things that my mother paid for, things that our wedding guests paid for. Yeah. Like, come on, it's insane. <laughs> and that's the thing that like both of them, I think, forget because again, they're in their own universe. It's like. There's hardcore proof, right? Like, you know, like you can't lie about such large things because, like, to this day, like, and I feel almost weird saying this, but whatever, it is what it is. Like, I'm so scared that, like, one day I'm gonna have to like sh show proof to people, yeah, because, like, Ethan's just so unpredictable that to this day I still have screenshots, and not only do I have the screenshots, I've sent them to my dad. Yeah, he has screenshots. Like multiple my places. My best friend has the screenshots. Yep. Like everyone has them in case I need to unleash yeah. one day. Yeah, <laughs> like so I. I'm the same way. Like I went back when I was writing Eat, Pray, FML, and I took out certain things that I know were true, yeah. but I didn't have physical, yeah. like in hand proof of just in case anything ever happened. Yeah. And you know, it's to I, I can see from talking to you and how you talk about it. You're the same way I am. Like it's so long ago. Mm -hmm. We're so far removed from it now. They really are just like characters in our story. Mm -hmm. But like. <sighs> boys because i know you're listening <laughs> but truly because i when we aired the episode that morgan snippet was on she got a dm a dm from ethan being yeah. like what the fuck we're listening to you on gabrielle's podcast oh right yeah now. no they they watch and listen it's, it's everything that we do to me 100%. so again daniel please like open invitation i would love to have you come sit on this couch with me and sit down and have a chat i think it would be fucking it would be phenomenal hysterical to like recount <laughs> the epic downfall of our marriage. Um, anyways, <laughs> but it's it's so wild to look back and see the growth that's come from it all. Because, yeah. I mean, me personally, you know, you're saying two days before he was having this, like, panic attack. And I'm like, why don't you, you know, just, like, not do it and save us all this fucking hassle? But I wouldn't have changed a thing. Yeah. Like, I am so happy to be where I'm at now. Yeah. And the the relationship I had with Daniel taught me so many fucking things mm -hmm. like it taught me first of all what a narcissist is and yep. like about sociopathic tendencies mm -hmm. and how I was being gaslit into you know like he would look at me and be like don't wear a fucking sports bra to the gym you look like a slut yeah and then ended up with someone who's like half naked all the time yeah um it's like you really had to like reprogram your mental shit oh, to be like okay n this wasn't my fault and i'm not this person that they made me feel mm -hmm. so tell me about some of the things mm. some of the trauma that ethan left on you and how you have like rectified and like grown from that um honestly if anyone that like knew me before like my close like core group of girlfriends and like family i'm a completely different human mm. like without ethan like I, the saddest part about being with Ethan and that my family and friends, like, have told me now that we're, like, so open about it, is they saw me, like, literally disintegrate over time. Mm. Like, I'm such, like, a confident person and 
around Ethan. I was just like walking on eggshells. I wasn't myself. Like I wasn't, I wasn't doing things that I like believed in. I just, I wasn't myself. I was just like walking on eggshells and just trying to survive. And I think exactly what you just said, um, you wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing either because without that experience, I wouldn't be who I am today and it like it was so painful and like so traumatic and I'm not gonna lie there's a lot of people that wouldn't be able to survive what I went through yeah. like it's um it was pretty dark for a while but without that I wouldn't be who I am today and I'm so happy and I'm so free and I'm so at peace and like I'm helping people literally all over the world like get out of similar situations and like explaining things to people and just like knowing your worth and knowing that you don't need to put up with any of that nonsense and you also don't need to be with a man like you can just right. like thrive on your own and like i've never been happier and this is the longest i've ever been single yeah that's amazing and i can yeah. literally you can see a physical difference oh, yeah. from when you started on the show to now you don't look like the same person no. and it's a visual representation of what toxicity in yep. your life can do to you and what happens when you remove that toxicity yeah. and are able to like grow and thrive yeah one thing that um when i was with ethan that now with men like when i'm dating and talking to people it's like a huge like gut feeling with me i used to get anxiety around ethan all the time to the point i couldn't eat and mm -hmm. i would be like shivering like my whole body would have shivers like literally like ch teeth chattering and now it's been almost two years and like that never happens to me anymore wow like i literally like never like i never lose my appetite like i'm always able to eat food i never get that anxiety that teeth chattering um and that was actually one thing on ti with um that one single that i connected with the thing that was like so like eye-opening to me is that i could talk to him about anything i could like literally cry on this dude's shoulder mm -hmm. and like i never had anxiety and like this one this was like very vivid i on our overnight we went like on our break and we had um like a lunch break and i'm going through the most traumatic thing in my entire life okay i'm i weigh like 90 pounds my anxiety's through the roof I could eat a whole freaking meal in front of this dude. Mm. And I, it was like an immediate, like, like, like a light bulb. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Like I can eat in the most traumatic part of my life in front of this guy. Yeah. And I can't eat in everyday life in front of Ethan. Like that's a problem. Like that's yeah. not normal. Huge problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Have you ever, have you been in a relationship since Ethan? Um, so I've definitely dated a few guys, um, but just no one that I just like, no one is the one. Right. Like, I just know. Like, right. No, well, but I'm curious to know if like any of the trauma that was a product of your relationship with Ethan, have you seen that that's shown up in any way? Like with like trust issues or boundary yeah. issues? Like, has there been anything where you're like, this is directly derived from my yeah. relationship with Ethan. Like, um, again, back to the guy that I connected with on TI, um, we like, were talking a lot and like afterwards and I just feel like my guard was just up so high yeah. that it just like in a way ruins that connection because he would like try to get close to me or, um, just like my guard is just up like yeah up high yeah <laughs> not so much anymore because that was like two years ago and well, it's it was like, really fresh yeah it was very fresh and stuff but yeah like my guard is definitely up because it's like 
when you're with a narcissist and you realize, like, I think the most painful thing is just realizing, like, none of it was real. Right. You know? Right. Like, you, like, for me, like, when I love someone, like, I'm all in and it's, like, ride or die and, like, I give you my all and, like, we're a team. And for me to, like, give my all like that, especially when I don't, I don't say I love you easily. Like, yeah. it's not, like, I think that's another reason why I've been single for so long because I don't feel like that for people very easily. Mm -hmm. So once you do that with someone and then you realize it's like all not real and it's like you literally don't know the person that you were sleeping next to for yeah. like years, like years that's years. terrifying. Yeah. So I don't ever like, I'm scared of that's going to happen again Yeah. until like I totally heal myself and don't attract men like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought that up. So <laughs> I, I've obviously, I've been really open about my fear of abandonment yeah. from growing up um, and losing people. And that's been like my big thing to yeah. heal. And I, you know, more recently discovered that all of the relationships that I was attracting into my life mm -hmm. were mirroring that fear in some way. So when I was with Daniel, he would always, he never really made me feel safe. Mm -hmm. He would always, you know, have a problem with me being on set or it was always like whenever a fight would happen, I didn't feel safe or taken care of. And then after the fact, he would be like, oh, let me buy you something. Let me take you, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere. Let's go to dinner, whatever. Um, and then the ultimate form of abandonment came when he, you know, yeah. was in, uh, look, there were multiple relationships, yeah. but the biggest one was obviously with Laurel. And, you know, I was the one that filed for divorce, but that was after, you know, yeah. the biggest form of abandonment came with, with cheating in a marriage. Um, and then I attracted Javier after that, mm -hmm. who quite literally abandoned me Again. 48 hours yeah. before he's getting on a plane. So and it wasn't until I went and fixed those traumas mm -hmm. that were inside of me that I was able to attract yeah. a really healthy relationship with someone who has never touched yeah. those triggers. And I never feel like I have to question if I'm going to be abandoned yeah. or not. Um, so it's so important when people go through these like narcissistic relationships and relationships that really fuck with you and tear you down and mm -hmm. like you lose yourself in to know that you have to fix those things before you jump into something else because they're not going to fix them for you. A hundred percent because um, I think... I think like unless you've been in a relationship with someone like that, it's hard for you to understand and like grasp the type of just like long term like issues. Like yeah. I like I never like if you were to told me like 10 years ago that I would like have PTSD from a relationship, like I would have been like, fuck off. Like right. there's no way. Like, yeah. But it's totally 100 percent legit. And you're 100% right until you heal that stuff. And like, you have to kind of go to a dark place and be like, what do I need to fix with myself yeah. before you can ever be with someone else? Because if you keep jumping into relationships, like you're just going to ruin every single relationship because of all the trauma that you've already been through. Completely. Or you're going to attract people yeah. that are shitty mirrors of that that exactly. are going to hurt you. Exactly. Um, so I know that you've been very like open about your story and I've watched, you know, for months now on your social media, the types of DMs that you get from yeah. people and people really connected with your story on temptation mm -hmm. island because you were so vulnerable and authentic and that really came through and i think that's hard to do on reality tv yeah. um and so what's it been like knowing that you know you have women reaching out to you from all over the world to get advice and to say that like your story has helped change the way that they're yeah acting in their relationships now so 
the biggest thing when I was with Ethan, I always felt like very alone and like being gaslit like every day for years. Like you legit feel crazy. Yeah. Like I thought I was the problem, like a hundred percent. Like I thought I needed therapy. I thought I was losing my mind. Like I thought I was the narcissist. Okay. Right. right. And so just the fact that like my story and just being so open and honest about it even though it's like been very hard and like there are haters there are people that are like you just want attention or you're stuck in the past it's like no it's so much bigger than that right it's like there's people that before my story came around and before my social media i was so open about it they felt the same way they felt alone they felt crazy they didn't understand it because unless you're in it you don't get it yeah so it's just it's been really rewarding because there's so many i mean like every day like a new person is just like i need advice or like i left him finally and like i got my own apartment and i'm thriving because of you it's like what's the next step and yeah it's just very rewarding because such a positive thing came out of such a negative thing totally and it's like if i'm gonna go through what i went through on national television it's like it might as well help yeah. other people you know yeah Just i think that's why you and i connected so quickly because it was like the biggest toughest most tragic time mm -hmm. in our life really thrust us into this space where we're yeah. now able to like help and connect with other people a hundred percent and it's like it's a very unnatural thing for me honestly like i'm um I'm actually a very private person. So that's why like my family and friends, like after TI and I was like opening up to them about stuff, they were like shocked by the stuff I was telling them because I'd never told a soul. Right. So talking about this stuff, like on podcasts, like this is probably my, I don't know, 40 or 50th one I've ever done. Yeah. It's very like out of character for me, but it's like, I almost don't have a choice because right. this is just what happened in my life. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know? And like better to share your story and have other people yeah. heal from it. So what can you tell women or men that are listening that are stuck in a narcissistic relationship? Like, what would you mm. tell them? Because it's we've talked about on past episodes how hard it is when you're in it uh, yeah. to, like, see and recognize the signs. Yeah. What would you say to people that are trying to get out of a bad situation like that? Um, I have a few things. So number one, actually... Because we always talk about like men being narcissists, but there's been a lot of men that have reached out to me where their their girlfriend or fiance has mm -hmm. been one too. So it can happen to men as well. It's not just like a woman thing. Um, and then number two, listen to your gut. Like that's like like you gotta listen to your gut because there's so many times. I mean, countless times yeah. over the past few years. Um, the last few years of me and Ethan where my gut was telling me like you gotta run for the freaking hills like right. this is not normal and then I would get in my head and then convince myself like no like this is just your anxiety talking you're overthinking it like there's no way you're actually with a narcissist right, like you right. know like your gut we're mammals you know like we're our gut is gonna warn us when yeah. something's wrong yeah <laughs> so and I think that comes back to the bottom line is believe people when they show you who they yes. are. So if people are showing you, like, if they're not treating you properly, if they're doing things where you're like, that's definitely fucking wrong yeah. or that's for sure a red flag, like, don't excuse them. No. Like, believe people when they show you who the fuck they are. Yeah. And I think the other big thing, and a lot of people have told me this when they reach out to me, if you, and we talked about this very briefly, but if you ever find yourself like Googling like right. narcissism, sociopaths, I mean, that's like, 
it's done. Like the second you Google something like that, it's time to leave because any normal, healthy, loving relationship, you're never, that thought is never even going to cross your mind. Right. Like that's not normal. Leave. Um, and then I think the most important thing, which hopefully Morgan will eventually learn and anyone else who's kind of stuck in the cycle, because I was stuck in the cycle for a long time where like we would break up and then he would charm me back and break up and charm me back. And I kept trying to leave and he kept charming me freaking back. But I finally broke the cycle and it's because of two things. Number one, you have to realize like no matter how hard it is to accept it, there's absolutely nothing that you can do or say to change that person and to make them healthy. Mm -hmm. Like nothing. Like I did it all for this man. Like right. everything that you can imagine, I was there for him in every sh aspect, shape, form. They're never going to change. It is who they are. It's a lost cause. They're a broken human. Right. On to the next. Well, until they do the work on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Which even huge. then it's going to take a lot of right. like a come to Jesus moment. Right. <laughs> okay. Like it's all, it's a lost cause. Yeah. Like in my opinion. The only way to stop the cycle as well is absolutely no contact. Yes. Um, I can't stress it enough. I know it's hard because with a normal, healthy individual, it's fine. Like, I'm actually friends with all my exes, like, mm -hmm. besides Ethan. Like, yeah. We're cool. They wish me happy birthday. If I saw them in person, give them a hug. Ethan? <laughs> yeah. You have no choice. Like, it, pe people that have, haven't been in relationships like this, they may think it's petty or, like, I'm still, like, upset that he's – because he's blocked on everything. No. But no. Like, he ha they have to be blocked on everything. Phone numbers, family members. Yeah. I mean, like, 100% no contact because the second they – like can get in they'll yeah. try to weasel you back yeah no that's not petty that's fucking taking care of yeah, your mental health you have to um i remember when i first you know went through the divorce and i blocked daniel on everything um just because i was like done and yeah. needed to like i didn't want him seeing my life i was just like over it yeah um and I didn't do family members. Oh, I did them all. And his <laughs> his mother reached out to me on Facebook and was like, please don't tell anyone that I'm messaging you right now. But yeah. da 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 da. And yeah. started like writing me this whole thing. And I was just like, look, I wish you nothing but the best, but I can't do this. Yeah. Like, I am done with him. I am done with his family. Like, we are, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important. Even if it's not a toxic relationship, if you are fucking heartbroken in mm -hmm. general in any way. Yeah that's how you start to heal is 100%. like stop looking at their social media stop fucking reaching out stop letting mm -hmm. them like breadcrumb and text you like yeah. little bits and pieces here and there like just fucking cut it down yeah no that's actually um that's one of the biggest lessons i've had to learn like even um after the show different guys that i had really strong feelings for as soon as i feel like it's breadcrumbing me right it's like I'm sorry if it's petty, but, like, I'm unfollowing you. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it is what it is. Like, I can't deal with the games. It's, like, unless you are all in and make it clear you're all in, like, don't waste my time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but that's what protecting your fucking peace yeah. is. It's, like, I'm going to take care of my mental health. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you think it's, like, petty or yeah. childish or whatever. I'm protecting my fucking peace. Yeah. And right now in, like, this generation and, like, how society is, people care so much about social media and what it appears to be. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, my God, like, they unfollowed each other. She must be so upset or, like, da 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 it's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, people need to stop putting so much, like, emphasis on social media. It's like, you need to just put yourself number one always. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit if people think it's weird that they're blocked on everything or you unfollowed each other? It's like, 
I've never felt peace like this in my life. So I'm going to do anything and everything I can to remain feeling peaceful. Fuck (laughs) yes, girl. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Tell everybody where they can follow you. on that social media note (laughs) right into social media um so on instagram it's at call me case call me k-a-c awesome um and you post some really great shit yay like i i've people like my stories i've enjoyed following you and like you're really engaging with everybody um thank you for it was so funny because the way you know you and i have been connected for a while now but the way you actually ended up sitting on the podcast today i know was because one of my fmlers dm'd me and they were like i feel like you would totally vibe with casey blah 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 you should have her on the podcast and i was like i know casey we've been (laughs) we've talked before like she she is in fact awesome and we do vibe Uh um but we've always been a little trepidatious because our exes are bffs um it's like opening opening that door for you know they're gonna you know like hear it and feel some type of way about it um yep but i'm glad that you came and we got to sit here and do this because besides all of like the crazy jaw-dropping moments that like the way that our lives intersect it it's really about how we've come out the other end and healed from it and what we've learned from it and being able to share that with other people Mm -hmm. is like the biggest fucking gift a hundred percent a blessing in disguise yeah right (laughs) the biggest disguise (laughs) thank you for being here girl thank you i want to thank casey for coming on um we had been in contact on social media for quite a while now and it was awesome to finally sit down face to face and chat with her about everything. Um, I know how many people from Temptation Island have followed her journey and her story and really have been able to heal from the stuff that she's spoken out about and the stuff that she's been through. And I'm really just fucking proud of her as a female um, who really went through a ringer of a relationship um, to come out so much better. I mean, you can even see it in past photos to now, like what a fucking glow up she has had. So cheers to you, girl. So you all know that we're doing this subscription-based party of the podcast now where you get 10% off your merch and all these awesome extra mini uncut bonus episodes and access to the self-love Facebook group, which is now this like awesome kick-ass community of people. Um, But we've decided that we are going to release Morgan's episode on the subscription page with Morgan's permission, of course. It is now officially available for you guys to hear the episode that we were never able to originally air. To hear that, you go to patreon.com slash FML talk. It's a doozy, y'all. Okay, we are going to switch gears into just one FML story because it was so good, it needed its own little solo moment. Here we go. Hey, Gabrielle, so you'll never guess what happened. My mom gives me a call one night and she's like, I have the funniest thing to show you in the morning. I have to show this to you in person. I was like, okay, great. Next morning comes and my mom shows up at my house and she's like, Juan, my baby daddy, texted me last night at 3 a.m. I'm like, okay, like what did he say? And she's like, I can't even tell you what he said here. She shows me her phone and 
my mom received not one, but two very close-up dick pics from my baby dad and a message that says, hey, just got home, let me bend you over later. I could have died for secondhand embarrassment for him. We've been separated for about a year now and he's very close with my mom. He asks her all sorts of things. She does his taxes and everything, so it's not unlike him to text her. Apparently, the story goes that he was drunk and is talking to some girl that has a name that's similar to my mom's. And he accidentally sent those pictures to my mom instead of the girl that he's now seeing. So now my mom definitely knows exactly what I was working with while we were together and knows way too much about my baby daddy. He is so embarrassed and feels super bad, but it was probably the funniest thing that's happened in so freaking long. Oh my fucking God. Um... So this particular FML story, I actually heard for the first time in person. Um, And I won't say who it was, but it's someone that's in my life. And she was telling me the story and I looked at her. I was like, girl, you have to fucking submit this for the show. Oh, my God. Um, I know my mother. I I can't even fathom what she would do if one of my boyfriends or ex-boyfriends sent her a freaking dick pic. Like... Oh my God, the embarrassment that man must feel. And like, you know, that's your your kid's grandmother. So it's not like you're never seeing her again. Oh my God, I just, I cannot. It's like out of a movie. It's so bad. Um, thank you for fucking submitting that girl. Uh, it made me laugh just as hard the second time. Next week, you guys, I am so excited to bring this guest on. I'm thrilled that she came on to do an interview with me on FML Talk. You probably know her from TV shows like Nip Tuck and 90210. I worked with her on a film that I did a couple years back. Her name is Annalyn McCord. She is a brilliant actress and activist and mental health advocate. Her story is absolutely inspiring and heavy and phenomenal and the things she has overcome in this life is really really inspiring and most recently she has been in the news quite a bit for coming out with her diagnosis of disassociative identity disorder and she talks a lot about mental health trying to break down that stigma around it and it's a really captivating interview i cannot wait for you guys to hear it and meet her As always, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast for all the behind the scenes goodies. And until next time, have a self-love cocktail on me. Or like three after this fucking episode. (laughs) Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, fertility hormones and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.